Hey everybody. Hey, who we got? Hey. Got the whole gang here. Welcome to the Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for all things film, be it 16 millimeter, 110, 35, 120, 126, whatever it takes. Yes, yes, whatever it takes. 4x5, 8x10. As long as it's on a piece of film. This is FPP one. Oh, I think develops in your palm, not this. in your mouth. This is the October fifteenth. By the way, oh. we are now officially eight years old today. <gasps> eight. Oh. Happy eight. birthday to us! Oh. Yes. What'd you get me? It was eight years ago today. I don't That's know. Hundred in podcast years. I don't know if you were. Oh, it really is, right? It what does really an average is. podcast last? A year or two? That'd be like five episodes. I can't even imagine. I lost Lord news. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Michael Rosso, and we'll go around the table. Here is Leslie Lazenby. Hello, lovelies. Mark O'Brien. Good morning, everybody. John Fidelli. How they do there? Mark Dalzell. A simple hi. Yes. Uh, Matt Marash is on the road. He's on his way here. Hey. We don't. <laughs> we don't know if uh, I'll make it for the show, but he may skid in. What show? Squeal in. Yes, he may squeal in at any any time. I would like to acknowledge some music from the last show. What show? For folks who don't know, when I'm not podcasting, I have a job. <laughs> really? I uh, it's, it's still film related, which is great. So I took, I do a lot of film restoration. Basically, I find mil- filmmakers and I find their film libraries and I get them their films up to speed for the new HD world 16 by bring them up to specs yes technically and uh, one of those folks is uh, my friend Brian Rockwell he's in Seattle and he you may know this film you may not John I'm not sure if you ever saw it it's a 1994 Pacific Northwest feature film called Where the Air is Cool and Dark. Yeah, it was one of the first movies you yes. carried as EI Cinema? In, uh, uh, on VHS. Yeah. Uh, it's a film about... It's really a time capsule because it's a Pacific Northwest logging community, and it's about people who have gotten themselves off of drugs and are struggling to function in society and the temptations of mm. being lured back into so in this film, the uh, main character, he, start, he comes back into town, uh, enrolls in a filmmaking class to make a film, and to raise money, he starts... He sells help, drugs. He starts helping his friend who has, I guess you'd call it a greenhouse full of marijuana. You know, and it's a job. You got to go there. You have to pick the plant. You have to, you know, debud it or whatever it's called. Debud. And, you know, that's sketchy business. And he runs into an old girlfriend, and of course, she was clean, but it's not. It's a drama. It's a great film, shot on film, of course, 35 millimeter. I recently uh, transferred the film elements to HD, very exciting. Uh, but how does it tie into FPP? The Walkabouts, now just, this is going to interest John, The Walkabouts did the soundtrack. Who's The Walkabouts? If you Google search them. They were not so popular here in the U.S. You could find a few of their CDs. They sound Australian. They're Google. They're not, but they're very popular in Germany, in Australia. I was listening to a few of their tunes, and a few of them are played, different versions are in the film. 
but those same tracks are on their al- on their albums. Oh. So I Google searched because I wanted to find some of their LPs because John and I collect vinyl. And They're I could only work. find a German pressing of... Uh, Big bucks. Uh, it cost me 25 bucks. That's not bad. bad. No, reasonable. Well. And this is a great band. So you're going to be hearing them occasionally here on the show at the end of the show. Watch show. And they're from the film Where the Air is Cool and Dark, which you can now watch on Amazon Prime. You can go to the Amazon Prime, type in Where the Air is Cool and Dark. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Well, it's U.S., Germany, Japan, and England. It kind of matters. It sort of matters. (laughs) If you're not in 97% of the countries of the world. (laughs) (laughs) But anyhow, that's what's going on, folks. And then now you're going to also hear some tracks, like on this show... Uh, both uh, John Fideli, myself, and Mark Dalzell are huge Twin Peaks fans, mm. and we really appreciate. Leslie, are you? I'm a moderate. Okay, Mark O'Brien Never watched it. Okay, very good. It has a very uh, given tone, odd yin yang vibe to it. it. Has great music. Uh, we're playing just knockoffs that that these guys made in the studio, like I call the famous finger snapping song. Yeah, the. The Dance of the Audrey's Dream Man dance. or something. Audrey's well, Dance. Audrey's. That's what it is. Well, not, the, not yeah. what we did. And, of course, some words of wisdom from the various characters throughout the years, including Gordon Cole. What the hell? <laughs> Gordon Cole, yeah. Coop. Nothing like a great cup of black coffee. I love Cole. He's my favorite character. Are you talking about from the, the movie Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's there's part some, of the canon. some really yeah. good dialogue in that movie. <laughs> Matt Marash just skidded into town. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going, Mike? We appreciate you showing up, and we hear you can't stay long. I can't. I'm always, you know, I got class. He's out and about. Out and about. In the next few segments, we're going to talk about something really fast. We have a lot of topics this show, but a few things we can't forget because they're time-sensitive. First and foremost... Uh, Over the summer, I received an email from uh, FPP pal and listener Chris Barbary, and he was like, Hey man, I'm selling my Graflex 4x5 camera. Do you guys want to sell it it, it, for me? me? And I said, you know what? We've never done that before. Why not? You know, and he sent photographs. He sent uh, all the specs on the camera. I'm like, hey man, any defects? Have you shot with it? Yes, I have. So right now in the FPP online store, hopefully it's still available. Is what is it? So, a vintage Graflex speed graphic camera. It looks like it's in marvelous condition from the photographs you've got on here. It's going to come with the classic Graflex Optar 135mm f4.7, so great standard lens. You know, it's a little wider than 50, about a 40mm perspective, something like that. Uh, really nice compact lens. You can fold the body up with the lens on there. It's ready to go, nice and fast. Uh, it's going to come with Three film holders, so six sheets at a time. Uh, a box of Arista EDU Ultra 200 black and white film, and from the look of things, some some color as well. Well, on there, what film is on the posting? The EDU 200. Yeah. Oh yes, uh, because you know, you guys are so fab out there, and I know there are some listeners who have been like kind of like finger on the trigger, but haven't bought a four by five. This is a perfect starter camera. No, it's a great way to get into large format. It's hand-holdable, rangefinder if you want to use it like that, ground glass if you want to use it there. Super nice, sturdy cameras. So I'm throwing in, as a bonus, one opened box 
I don't know how many. <laughs> I don't know how many sheets are in here. Is it open? Uh, Portra, four hundred N C expired. There's a few sheets in here. I don't know how many. Here is a box that feels much heftier. This is uh, Fujichrome Provia one hundred F E six slide. E six. Very nice. Positive. It's color positive film, and uh, that's been in the FPP fridge. And to play around with is um, Kodak Tri-X Ortho, which is vintage. Now, this is vintage 1979. And Whoa. as far as I'm concerned, like if you're shooting 4x5, I'm guessing you're processing your own, your own, your own film. This is the perfect film to go out, Just test, yeah. shoot, grab your, your significant other, your child, your neighbor... Say, hey, Mabel, come over here. <laughs> if you've never used 4x5, start with that box, take a few sheets out to, to learn how to load your holders. Yeah. Yes. That's the one to sacrifice, then experiment with it. And to load, so, there are, I'm guessing there are ample oh, uh, tutorials on YouTube I'll how bet. to load. I think I'll we bet. have one. One of the most say, popular yeah. ones is the one that we shot mm-hmm. years ago in the old studio in Butler. What was that, 2011? 2011, 2012. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That one's got 35,000 views. Graflex? It was a speed graphic? Yes. Graflex speed graphic. If you go to the FPP online store, filmphotographystore.com, mm-hmm. you could search Graflex speed graphic. Or you can just go to the whole film camera section. Film you know, cameras, yes. Yeah, where you got like the ultra wide and slims. Yes. Some Polaroids, things like that. And then it's like. It's the biggest, shiniest one on the page. Yeah. It's so, not ultra-wide and slim, that's it's not. for sure. No, it's not. And this is, a, as we said, this is a great 4x5 starter camera. Mm-hmm. And if, even if you're shooting 4x5, I love my Graflex. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a camera that a lot of news guys use. It's grab-and-go. It's, and it's also a piece of Americana. You know, it's an American-made camera. Yeah. Uh, made all the way up through the, the mid-'70s before they got bought out by the Singer Company. Also an American, you know. American then they turned classic. it into a, a sewing machine. Or yeah, <laughs> this thing is sweet. It's ready to go. It's got the lens on the lens board. Right. Uh, viewfinders there. I don't know if it's got the right insert for the viewfinder, but it's it's ready to go out of the box. Uh, it's tested. Everything is just as sweet as can be. If you're buying a Graflex yourself. Lens boards haven't been made since before I was born, you know, so it's all this third party stuff. If you want, you know, vintage OEM, whatever you want to call it, it's it's just ready to go. Right. And plus it's, you know, as you mentioned, we know who owns this camera. It's mm-hmm. Chris. He's been shooting with it. It's not like it's been sitting in a box for ten, twenty years. Exactly. So you you know, you know what you're getting. Uh so check it out. You can always email me, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com dot com if you're like, Hey Mike. I can't find the camera. Where is it? <laughs> I'll just send you the link. So, uh, Also, uh, Matt, you had a book, and this was very time-sensitive, and that's one of the reasons why oh, you, you quickly skid in, and you're going to skid out of here. I, I had to make the trip just to talk to you about this book because it was uh, the only Kickstarter project I've backed this year, uh, and it's already come to fruition, and it is beautiful. This is, uh, I've talked about him before on the show, I think when the Kickstarter was live, our buddy in the UK, uh, Jim Mortram, this is his book, Small Town Inertia. It is an amazing, amazing photo book, beautiful black and white imagery, um, just a really, really uh, well-written intro on the front. Um, It's, the the work here is incredible. It's years and years and years uh, of work 
that's gone into this. Uh, Jim building his relationship with uh, with people he's a caregiver for uh, in a small town. Hold that up, please. Sure. Boy, is that beautifully printed. Yes. Those images wow. are just oh gorgeous. Yeah, he went all out like real photo book. This is not yep. this is not a blurb book. No, wow. Yep. It is none of that shutterfly crap. Exactly. It's masterfully done. I also I I kicked in a little extra on the Kickstarter so I could make sure we each got. Our choice. We have some Jim wow. prints signed, oh. ready to go. You mean like for us? Yes, for us. I guess as a host, I get first choice. Yeah, you get first choice. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Awesome. Drop them, Rosso. So first one's the cover image. <laughs> yes. And these are, you know, they're, they're ink jets, but they're yeah. very well done. This might be too I, depressing. I've, I've purchased some of Jim's work before. Huh. Uh, he's a great guy. He is. Uh, he does shoot film, so there's a good mix of black and white digital as well as black and white film. But it's seamless because his style is just wow. so so down pat. Oh. Um, I'm so glad to have seen the book, you know, come to life. I think. By Did the, you know him before? Yes, I followed Jim for for years. Okay. Uh, we were Flickr buddies, and then uh, occasionally on Twitter and Facebook. But he's a he's a great guy. That is, he's he's a caregiver first, a photographer second, but. I look at this, and it's, the photography is is excellent. But you, I also like the fact it's not just pictures. We have stories behind the image. Yes, and yes. that really makes it also a photojournalistic thing. No, it very much is. Um, this this book and the the whole story, Small Town Inertia, was picked up by British Journal of Photography earlier in 2017, and I see this being a top ten book. Uh, by the time the year's the year end comes around, or for the new year, so this is going to be a hot one to get. Uh, it's time sensitive because get it. Go uh, <laughs> go to his website. Um, you can also uh, follow, go to the blog. It's called Small Town Inertia. Uh, it's also he's got a Tumblr blog for it. The, his uh, his Flickr is based around it. Uh, support his work and his project because it's it's very very solid. Did he have some of this in lens work? Yes, that's where I saw. Okay, that's they, where I they picked, nice. uh, they picked it up. Yeah. BJP picked it up. Uh, a bunch of uh, UK publications have picked it up, and uh, it, this project needs as much attention as it can get. Well, it's, this is excellent. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Matt, for the prints. Thank you, Jim, for getting this uh, getting this put together. And, and thank you, Matt, for the segment. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. <laughs> Next up, we're going to be talking about a online publication published by our good friend Jim Austin, Jimages. Leslie, what is this publication? This publication is called Sheezine, S-H-I-Z-E-N. This publication is known as Sheezin. And I asked Jim, I said, uh, I looked it up, it, it to see what this actual term means, it is Japanese mm-hmm. from the time that he lived there. It means primal nature, naturalness, true face, original self. Really kind of fits very well. I think a lot of you have, that have listened for a while know Jim Austin, Jimages. He's the guy that sends us goodies, uh, camera donations, in two-liter bottles <laughs> so that they look like uh, boys. Message, message in a bottle. Yes. My personal, my postman, when he sends me things, thinks they're just a hoot. Doesn't, just goes around with that bottle and, you know, anyway. But um, it's always fun when you get that uh, container. You know there's goodness inside. So before the um, She's in Direct discussion, 
I would recommend everyone visit his website, www.jimages.com, which is J-I-M-A-G-E-S.com. Because this guy, even with his donations, his generosity is an amazing photographer. He's a nature photographer and a people photographer, which um, the, don't always go together. No, people it's usually one or the other. shine with one or the other. He also teaches photography and mm-hmm. writing. He is a book publisher. He is a music writer. He is a performer. He's just kind of like a mass, a plethora of talent. And all of this while living on Salty Paws, which is a catamaran. You'll just find him shooting and sailing and singing up the Atlantic seaboard. One awesome thing that Jim does is he gives back, sending us the donations, one area. Another area is this online publication, Sheezen, is a free download. Mm -hmm. You do not have to subscribe to this and pay a fee. He works with some incredibly talented people. I believe, Matt, you have been in it. I was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's asked me to be in the next one. I don't have time right now. I, I will eventually, but there'll uh, be a lot of people. I recommended Lorraine Healy You're as jumping. an artist. Hold that oh, thought. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're getting there. Okay. Oh, you recommended her. I did. Fantastic. Okay. Um, My current fave. Mm-hmm. It is a quarterly publication. Mm-hmm. I just finished relaxing with the latest volume, which he refers to. His volumes are referred to as F8. <laughs> so this is number eight. It's, he's in his third year of publishing. This one is titled. It has a, a theme to it overall. This is called The Film Issue. Nice. He has featured four artists, which is Jeff Curto, not to be confused with Henrik Couto. <laughs> Lorraine Healy, Lorraine Healy, Brian Sherwood, and Mike Williams. The cover is done by Jeff Curto, and he has—I don't want to say—but some, a lot of them are street portraits. But he has a rapport with the person at a time. He's just not blind. I don't want to say blindly shooting, secretly shooting. No, he talks to people. He gets to know them. This guy has the cover this time, and he truly has a talent, a gift, with photographing people, which, which I envy because I, I do not have. I don't mind talking to people. I don't know. It's not my thing. Right. It's Some people are thing. people photographers. Yes. Other folks are doing... Nasir's like that. Is he not? Our friend Nasir in the UK yes. just walks up to people on the street on his lunch hour. May I take a picture? Yeah, and they instantly they get just a little bit of chat going with them and it just all works so that's what jeff does it is his image does as i mentioned grace the cover and there's just something really incredibly charming about that image and then we have brian sherwood first thing i'm going through here and i see pew's mill made on an eight by ten there is usually a little bio about the person maybe the equipment they use and the first thing I noticed about this, I flipped up to it, and I could hear it. And I could smell it. And this is a black and white image, and I just could see the color. That is a powerful image when all those things come at you and all your, you know, from what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Very, very strong image. Lorraine Healy is in here. The images that she has supplied were noted that she made them with a Lomography LCA. She uses Holga. I believe she also uses Plastic Fantastic. 
FPP cameras, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. She writes very well, too. This is a section of color work that she's done. I don't, I don't know that she does black and white. Kind of a cross-section of America. And they are really, they're amazing. They are delightful. And I think they've got this beautiful little dose of nostalgia. Just makes them all work. And uh, I was not aware of Lorraine. Mike has recommended her, I believe. Yes. And um, that was a good recommendation. She, I first noticed her photography because she purchased the film photography project, hand-rolled color infrared film. Got it. And oh, that was the work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that's a, t- I don't, I'm not going to say it's a tough film to shoot, but you have to kind of, you have to feel your way around it. That's right. To, yeah. to grab an image. So when her, I saw her images, I mean, her images, I don't know how to describe it other than they pop. Mm-hmm. Like the subject matter could be just, a, it's like a stream and there's a rock, but just the composition, the type of lens her cameras are using. Uh, and she's able to, she's able to get her personality into the photography. And that's why I recommended her because I'm like, everything she shoots has a certain personality to it. She's a wonderful photographer. It, it may say in the easing itself, Flickr, Facebook, have you followed her anywhere? That Instagram. You specific- Instagram. Okay. Yes. Look her up and um, follow along. Yeah. The, the last person in here is Mike Williams. He kind of rounds out the feature artist here. And he cuts right to the heart of things for him. And it's home. Okay. There again, as I mentioned, they discuss equipment used. And he states only the image matters. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well said, Mike. But then, like all good meals, there's a little dessert at the end. <laughs> so at the very end of this, we get Jim Austin himself with Polaroid manipulations, which, of course, are near and dear to my heart as a Polaroid manipulator. But our styles are so different, and I love to see that. Uh, wow, that's pretty cool. It's two layers. It's not only the image itself and how you capture it, but it's how you move that emulsion around later. And I'm pretty darn sure if I'm sitting there and it's getting a little sundown, and I'm on salty paws with Jim Austin and we got a bourbon under our belt, <laughs> I'm going to bet you there'd be a tear come to our eye when we talk about the original Polaroid Time Zero formula <laughs> being no longer available to us. But um, so that was. Um, Really nice to see at the end. Up until just recently, I have not been overly fond of e-zines. Reason being, I had two sources in which to look at them, which was a computer screen, laptop, whatever. Still, that's what I'm behind all day. Or my smartphone. And that, of course, is a small screen. But earlier this year, um, I invested in a tablet. And that is just right, and I suspect I will follow things like this uh, much more closely now. It's a much more comfortable, because Jim Austin also talks about slowing down mm-hmm. and slowing down with your photography. That's how I kind of like to slow down is in the lazy boy, kicking back, got the little tablet going. And this is just going to be a perfect combination for that for me. So I think um, I never, I never leave a season, uninspired. The inspiration that you get from what he puts in here, what he curates from people, 
really puts together a beautiful magazine. And thank you so much, Jim, for offering this as a free download for everyone. There's just no excuse not to get inspired with this. So thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Leslie. You're quite welcome. Um, Before we get back to the show, Matt has to leave in a minute. This is a quickie for Matt. But I did want to um, announce the recipients of our school cameras, our our FPP camera donation program for students uh, 2017. And it's been a really uh, exciting year, and I'm always floored of just how many students each class has. And the fact is, they need a lot of cameras. You know, at first it was, I could use 10 or 12. We've got a few kids. (laughs) Wait till you hear these numbers. Impressive. Uh, Yes, this is, uh, so the school's receiving and the the, uh, teachers, Angela McWilliams, she is at the Academy Charter School in Castle Rock, Colorado. She says, I had about 120 kids request my photography class. Whoa! And as of now, there are only, there's only a budget to run it for 22 kids this first trimester. And that was um, in the summer I received this letter. So we sent an emergency package in the summer of uh, a fleet of Canon cameras, uh, a few Pentax, a Minolta. Uh, a new request came in over the summer from uh, Mara. Uh, Mara Leitner, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, Mara is with, or Mara, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I would say Mara. Mara. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the 11th grade team. Henry Ford Academy School for Creative Studies in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, Mr. Mark O'Brien is going to walk these into the school. With, with my other buddy Mark, probably, yeah. Two Marks! Yeah. yeah. But the not uh, Dalzell. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Mara says uh, a typical class size at my school is about 28 students. So I would say a minimum would be about seven, and then they could work in groups of four. Now, when I saw that, I'm like, eh. can't have, we can't have that. Joint custody of a camera? That's no, right. no, no. Yeah. So we <laughs> sent work. a fleet of Canon EOS Rebel film cameras, and I, th- I really think this is going to get them off to a really good start. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about that. Uh, also new this year, uh, Christy Hurton. She is at the East Rockaway School in East Rockaway, New York. She has 40 students. Whoa. She says, I'm an art teacher in East Rockaway. We have darkroom film program at my school, but because of lack of funding, it means the funds go to the athletics. Yes. <laughs> Elsewhere. Elsewhere. I mean, yes. just fact. Yeah. It is. Yeah, just a fact. Art I'm not knocking athletics. I'm just saying. The the, the, like, the arts don't rank. No, like bathroom supplies are usually above arts. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully. She says because of lack of funding, we are, and I, and I don't, I don't know for sure if that's a fact with the school. I'm just talking. Sure, we're, yeah, we're spitballing. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> because of lack of funding, we are struggling to keep it alive. We have over forty students enrolled for the upcoming school year, but only have seven cameras and seven enlargers. 
We would love to be part of your donation program to keep film photography alive at our school. Any supplies would help. And I did receive an SOS from her, a second SOS, like, hey, oh, you guys still? Because they need them. Yep. So she's getting a lot. A plethora. Yeah. And, of course, year two, donating to Pickerington. Mm-hmm. In Pickerington, Ohio, the great Dan Yeager. Yes, go Dan. Uh, Leslie hand-delivered the cameras last year. Did you meet Dan's class as well? I did. I actually got to stay most of the day with him. He he showed me around, but he also just let me roam around, talk to any student I wanted to, go in the dark room, float in, float out. Uh, I'm going to tell you, his students love him. Yes. And it's not anarchy. It's not like because they can bowl him over. They just love him. I had one say, I want to be him. <laughs> She wants to teach art and photography. And uh, That's so great. they respect him. I understand why. He's so enthusiastic. It was really an opportunity for me to meet him. It's so, great. So the, the schools that are getting, uh, that have been on our list, they're getting reinforcements. Yes. To reinforce. I'm wearing my U.S. Army shirt. <laughs> Army shirt. Do you know what that letter is? The Army yeah. letter? I can find it. Can find that? And then new. Is the Northern Michigan University in Marquette? That's correct. Uh, Mark O'Brien, tell us about that. Uh, Christine contacted, um, put a plea for help out on Facebook in the photography section, and uh, and I saw that and I got in touch with her and I said, well, you know, have you contacted the FPP? And and I don't think she was. She kind of heard about it, but she wasn't really truly aware of it, and so. She said she was going to check it out, and I, at the time I had a, a, a small stash I was going to bring down for our camera program. I said, well, I'll send you up a few of what I've got ready, and they were all checked out. I sent her about four SLRs, and, uh, and then I sent a few more last, I sent three or four more last uh, month, and, I'm, and we put together a few more here to go up to NMU. So I think the students will be... Um, really well taken care of. Now, I have been to the NMU photo facilities, and they're fantastic. It's just that they can't... The problem is there's no money to buy cameras, and then to buy a used camera, you're taking a chance. For the, you know, you never know what you're going to get. So, But they have... The dark rooms there are beautiful. They have great facilities for for doing printing and developing and and all that. But the students, you know, they just don't have access to reliable film cameras. So this will help them out, and hopefully this will keep them going for quite a while. Fantastic. I'm going to go to a break in a second, but I want to read this quick letter uh, because this uh, Rick Cave, awesome name. Yes. Definitely should be in like a ni- late 1970s band. Rick Cave. Yeah, or Rick like a Cave. WWE wrestler or something. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those in my family now. Rick says... I've been listening to your podcast ever since I bought a used Leica in 2009. Ooh. Wow, it's going back. And went looking for a podcast for Leica users. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to the, bot, the podcast, and Mike mentioned Polaroid land cameras. I didn't know what a land camera was, so I looked it up on the Google. The Google. And saw some <laughs> pictures. Unwisely, my grandmother gave me one of, the, one of these when I was a kid during my how-does-this-work phase. Long story short, my camera ended up at, in pieces 
and I was unable to put it back together. Fast forward to 2009-2010, I bought one from the FPP store and had a blast shooting with it until Uh Fuji discontinued Uh production of film. I have about four boxes of FP100C in my fridge waiting for that special occasion. I recently sold my Leica to get a Nikon F2AS 50mm F1.2 AIS and 85 F1.4 AIS. Although not as quiet for street photography, Mm. I find the Nikon to be more robust in build quality. I also have a Mamiya M645. There you go. As do I. As do I. And a Toyo View 45 CF. Ooh, the CFs. We're going all out, right? Those are solid. I want to get into developing my own film, but I hate odors and don't look forward to the smell of the chemicals. Until then... That's accurate. I'll continue to use (laughs) thedarkroom.com. Oh, no. Wise move. Phil and the guys do a great job. FPP has ignited my love and preference for film photography so that another can enjoy the love of film. I would like to donate this Pentax K1000. Perfect. Yes. The meter doesn't work, but it still takes a decent picture using Sunny 16. Sunny 16, of course, is when you don't meter it, you just use a sliding curves, meaning so you put 400-speed film in the camera, Mm -hmm. you set your shutter to 1 500th of a second, closest to, and then if it's brightly sunny out, you set your f-stop to 16. You're there. Sunny 16. Google it. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for all you do, and keep keep on bringing the wonderful shows. Rick Cave, the Google. Hey. I also threw in a few army T-shirts, various sizes, for you guys. Enjoy. That's actually what he used for packing. I'm picking these shirts out, and then all at once, there's a camera. It's kind of unique. <laughs> nice. yep. so we don't know the story behind the shirts, essentially, but they were a bunch of new. Yep. Army, U.S. Army T-shirts. That's right. So, Thank you, Rick. And we're going to take a break. I want to thank Matt for, for coming on in for a little bit. And we're going to see you uh, hopefully next show. Oh, yeah. Always great to be here. I'll see you guys next time. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. There are a lot of people on this half floor with their It's no worries, Matt. That's no one. Oh, that's no worries, Matt. They're all opposite. This is Polaroid's new Time Zero One Step. Would you please ask the lady with the log to speak up? A few shows ago, and this will lead into our first topic, sort of. Uh, we were talking about 116, 616 film. This is the wide 70 millimeter film. We've been toying around with it. For folks who have been shooting or, you know, shooting 116, 616, you may say, well, how do you scan it? I'm going to share with the gang so here. Mike. Mike, I got a question. Yes, John. How do you scan it? I went on eBay, which is very good for some things, uh, and I found a company called Negative Solutions. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a positive funny. note. Yeah. That's a great name. I love it. And I have a V700, and I'm sure they make these for other scanners as well. But with a V700, basically, your piece of film, ha- it can't, if it's on the glass, it really should be above the glass a little bit. Mm. No. N- Newton rings. Oh, no, I take that back. I use a 750. It's different. A V750 is a 700 that has an adjustable um, focus, focus area. Yeah. 700 doesn't. It does yeah. not. That's why I that's have correct. 700. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so that's why my, uh, sorry, maybe that's why my 16 millimeter didn't no, you come wish. out. Because it was right, it's using that Lomo 110. Yeah. Show it, show it to me. 
Oh, no, you had it in a Lomo carrier? Yeah. The it was right up against something the glass, Lisa. though. What was it called? I forget. The Condoleezza? Maybe. Well, as Digitalizer. you can see... Digitalizer. <laughs> the 116, uh, as Mark O'Brien would say, the 116 film gives you lots of real estate. Yes. I mean, that's that's a... That's yeah. a lovely negative. Yeah. That's a big negative. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing, sorry. What are you saying? Nothing. Okay. I wanted to see his Minolta 16 pictures. Oh, okay. Oh, you can pass that around. So, 116, 616 oh. film is uh, a large piece of film. I cut each one individually and scan each frame individually wow. on the Epson oh. V700. Like yes, yeah, nice, right? Cool. Wow, that is really very professional. Ah, nah. Now that is three D printed, so don't be no cigar. violence. Yeah. And it is marked V seven hundred V seven fifty. Okay, for both. Which now is that piece it takes one slice of seventy millimeter film, like one one shot per scan, mm. and it's beautiful because you load it in, and then that keeps it nice and flat. And you kind of just oh, nice. slide that over the top or whatever. Now, this piece was, I think it was between 20 and $25, which I find very reasonable. Oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. saves you a lot of... Yeah. $90. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy who had a, a cardboard piece for 110 film that would drop into your 120 holder, and that was $90. Oh. Oh, and there's even... Whoa. That's nice. a cardboard, you can make it yourself. No, that's... Yeah. That's nice. It was the heavy-duty cardboard. But I was oh, well then. for negative solutions. If you go on eBay and, and type in 116 film holder, it'll come up. I mean, now in, in 2017. That, that's cool because I've got a whole bunch of old negatives I have to scan that are work related. What it's, size? It's, they're, they're 116. Oh, no kidding. Now I, I realize that now. And they're all cut individually. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, they were bigger than 120, and don't they won't fit in your four by five no, holder. You'd right. have to tape them in. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I just found, I know folks like to hear about eBay experiences. I just found this to be a great eBay experience. It was delivered fast. It's very quality made, reasonably priced. And the guy lists, you know, all the, the page is very comprehensive. It says, hey, I'm 3D printing. Like, I expected it to be not as good as this. It's very nice. 3D printing is easy, easy, really easy to use? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It just no, sits on top. No, but I mean, loading the film in there. <clears throat> Well, you have to, I mean, you have to have, you know... You put the film in first, then you put the slide yeah. on top? Well, or no? What I haven't really out? had the full experience yet because I've been using 65-millimeter film instead of 70. So oh boy. 70 works beautifully in that yeah. because the little trap door will just close me keeping your film flat. I've had to tape my 65-millimeter uh, in. I wonder if a future generation might turn it sideways and you could have a couple of them at a time. That might be nice. That would be cool. Pre-scanning. Oh, the pre-scan, yeah. In, in yeah. The yeah, so yeah, you can really. do a few, a few slices at once. Although you're only going to have eight shots anyway, I guess. So wouldn't take that long. Um, by this time, by this time, I mean you could always go to um, our filmphotographystore.com. Go to what's new and exciting. I'm not sure. Uh, our good friends at Film Rescue sent me about fifty or sixty uh, spools and backing paper. For one sixteen and six sixteen. Nice. So as soon as I have a moment, I'm going to have a roll of Palooza all by myself in that black room over there. It's not much fun except the fact that I could black play music. Yep. It sounds yeah, romantic. It should have red curtains hanging in front. Yes, it really. should. And the zigzag floor. Um, and the midget <laughs> dancing backwards. Ah. 
Ай-ка! 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 And then, of course, <laughs> and then, of course, folks. Mike, are you loading film? <laughs> and then, of course, folks have been buying our bulk rolls of sixty-five millimeter. That great! It is great, and I would just the only advice I would say regarding rolling your whether you, whatever film you're rolling your, yourself that you have to do in the dark. Um, you kind of have to be in the right frame of mind, and if it gets frustrating, you're better off packing it all back up. Take a run around the block. It's not for me. I would never. You have to really be room. kind of zen about because it's tricky. And you don't want sweaty hands either. It's oh kind of nice God. to have a little air moving when yeah. that happens. I, and listen, I yeah, I do it here at the FPP studio. So if you're doing this at home, I know it's difficult because you know you have a significant other, a child who may need you. I mean. People may be screaming you got, for you. Yeah, phones ringing and doorbells know? and TV shows you want to watch. You have to really. <laughs> Yeah. Plan ahead. Give yeah. yourself an hour to just sit in the dark and do it. Cause That's it nice, pain. John. Yeah. Did you bring that little... No, Mark lent it to me. Sweet. The nice Mark. Mark O'Brien. Oh. oh. <laughs> harsh. Wait, I need more of his Choco Bananas because of that. Those hey, are, I brought those, those are, Choco Bananas. Those are disgusting. Saying. I'm not letting him have any more. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I mean. Did you so, like these chocolate Bananas? I'm going to have... I, last time I didn't like them. I'm going to try yeah, them again. No likey. So next, uh, so uh, sp- speaking of one sixteen six sixteen, Leslie, do we have any other topics or letters regarding this? We have this a topic? couple letters, and then I have a little help with some solutions for using your one sixteen or six sixteen camera. Let's see who this is from. Rob Beamer, on episode one sixty eight of the Film Photography Project podcast, okay. uh, oh, both oh, letters reference this, which is pretty cool. I'm having to get. I don't know if you just heard that. It sounded yeah. like an alien ship was dragged <laughs> across the ceiling. It's this guy's upstairs, and I'm not happy with him. And for real diehards, you're going to be like, here goes Mike. First in Butler was the brew guy. Yeah. Now in Fairlawn, it's like some guy upstairs. That's because people are not considerate, John. No, they're not. I thought you lived underneath a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like sometimes. Yeah. I live above a bowling alley and below another bowling alley. <laughs> It's like the ultimate rudeness. Thank you, Mark. Anyhow, let's please continue. Sure. Rob Beamer writes. <laughs> yes. In episode 168, uh, was interesting podcast to me, especially as I own a green number 1A pocket Kodak Jr. I'm officially green with envy. Mm. I love colored cameras, and the green ones. Green is your favorite, sweet. right? Sweet. It is. That's what Mike's been walking I through. haven't used it. Have thought about respooling film for it. The sticking point for me is figuring out the appropriate paper backing and the spacing for it. Ah. And I have Mike on there. How have you handled that, Mike? Mm. You had paper already commercially printed, correct? On your first runs? The first runs that I tested mm-hmm. and what I've recommended for. I'm sorry, did, he, did Rob buy bulk? Um, like what trouble? Why is he having trouble with numbers? The sticking point for me has been figuring out the appropriate paper backing and the spacing to roll his own. To roll his own. Um, buy a old buy a vintage roll for five six bucks on eBay, and if it's like nineteen fifties black and white, you could shoot it if you want. But otherwise, strip off the film 
and just use that existing backing paper. Unless Mark has an, I have I have a di a great DIY sort of idea. I should do like an instructable sort of thing for it. It but could I, be if, if you want to. If you're really really desperate yeah. and you have maybe think you've got a paper that's an appro- that's appropriate, you can always sacrifice a roll of one twenty, and simply just use a sharpie marker. Draw it on the back with this one twenty. See how many little cranks it takes you to mm. get beyond that. So mark the frame opening in the camera. You'll at least know how many turns it takes if you don't have appropriate paper. I've done that for my Holga. I made a sticker for the Holga that I calculated. Yes. Yep. Once you count, once you kind of draw it on on a scrap piece of film, so yeah. you know about how many turns. So it, I'm guessing it this works. gentleman's loading film with no backing paper. Maybe just putting a black piece of tape on. Not it. not sure at this point because okay. here's what happened. Okay. Well, oh, something I've, happened. Here's what I've done instead. I pulled the lens shutter off the camera mounted on a lens board for my 4x5 oh. that some, seems there, way harder than uh, just rerolling there's some vignetting um, not any room for movements no cable release socket I just wanted uh, but I just wanted to try out try it out that's I way used, over my head I, like I, I would used, never do that I that's used, really cool actually I used some HP5 plus at the smallest aperture, which is number four on that camera probably rate the film at 200 the processing you know Get that little lens off there and get that back on that beautiful green camera. Who's that, that's Rob's. That's Mike's. Second letter regarding use guys yeah. starts out. This is from John Vandenberg. Yes. John. What's and John up? says, use guys. He disrespected the being. I want to sit down. <laughs> Just heard podcast 168 about 116 film and want to appreciate any tips on how to flex softened oil. Or soften old bellows I just acquired. Uh, did you guys talk about this? No, but I, I remember this letter, but we didn't talk about okay. it. Okay. It's an old Kodak 1A pocket. One shutter speed. The next day, your podcast, go figure. You talked about it. However, <laughs> Whoa. the bellows might be more useful as a spring for a storm door. Short of <laughs> dipping the bellow bits. Sounds personal. The bellow bits into WD-40. What do you suggest? Mm. Otherwise, I think I have some work. I have a nice cigar case or post office box. This must be pretty crispy. The, the problem is most of the time those bellows aren't leather. Yeah. They're, they look like leather, but they're well, cardboard. They're, they're yeah. cardboard. So first of all, WD-40, oh, really? don't ever use that. No. no. no, no. Um, there's probably, if they're really that bad, no bringing them back. So this oh. also problem... Is universal because it applies to any folding camera or any yes. old camera that has bellows. Well, but he's bellows. just saying that the bellows are really tight. Which, if if I was at a flea market and I pulled up in a camera that was super tight like that, yeah. that would that would be good, rather than like floppy, saggy old leather. So, just you know, I think if he opens it, he opens it. Not he. I assume this has already mm-hmm. happened, but you know, pull it out slowly and then check for light leaks. And if you don't have light leaks, you're golden. It's good as new. Right. But if you have light leaks, then. Then, then, what do you Leslie, think we should do, Leslie? What should we do? Because it's going to happen. First off, kind of a little list here on things that are going to make fixing these pinholes easier. First of uh, all, how do you know, other than looking at your film, that you have light leaks? Right here. First thing. Oh. Go to the dollar store, get you one of these nifty little LED flashlights. We call them flashlights. Over in the UK, they're called torches. Mm. Um, <laughs> in the United States, be- do not use a torch. <laughs> because That's right. You don't, you don't want to mix these up. But, but um, open it up, darkened room, 
start going up and down the corners while you're looking through the back of your camera open uh-huh. and, and move that flashlight around and you'll see them sparkle at you. Then you can reverse it because these are pretty slim, sticking it inside the camera and looking from the outside as well. In a dark room. In a dark I room. Like I have also used the um, light flashlight on my cell phone. It's kind of slim enough on these big ones to slip in there and move around, too. Okay. So having the little flashlight, number one, rubber gloves comes in handy later. Mm. Number two, to distribute some of the product that I talk about later on, I have found that an eyeliner, an angled eyeliner brush works great when you're on the inside. Sometimes you fill a pinhole in from the inside, sometimes from the outside. And this angle really helps just a little bit. And I suspect this is an ELF brand. Some people call it ELF. Very inexpensive. But I suspicion any inexpensive eyeliner brush could even be bent because the ferrule is simply just plastic. Yep. But this, and these are cheap enough that on one of my products, you're going to use it just once. It's hard to clean out. But an angled eyeliner brush will help get that in there. So what do you like? Mounted on a tripod or something for ease of use to get at it while you're working. Oh on it? no, I fumble. Oh, you just hold it. I just yeah, mm. double dip it. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. go for it. One of the things I have found incredibly useful, multi levels here is lamp black. Dear God, what's lamp black? We haven't yeah. called it lamp black. We still call it lamp black. It's not really been used big since the 19th century. I've never heard that phrase. Well, lamp black is used in manufacturing. It's also a form of carbon black. Uh-huh. Carbon black is used in the manufacture of tires. It yeah. makes the black in uh-huh. tires. It can be called acetylene black, channel black, furnace black, lamp black, thermal black. But it is a reinforcing filler and makes the blackness in car tires. I am from lovely downtown Finley, Ohio, and we actually have Cooper Tire and Rubber. They oh, yeah. are made there and Hercules Tire, both in Findlay. So I just call Just knock some, on the door for a cup of call somebody <laughs> black up, just, lamp. Yeah, got my cup and say, do you have a spare cup of lamp black? Or lamp black. Well, I decided there's got to be a better way. And there is. It's the same, basically the same thing that black toner is made out of for laser printers. Open uh, it up, take the cartridge out, tap you out a little bit, or go to the waste tank in your laser printer, and you'll get it in there, too. So there's ways to get this powdered. I know, it goes all over, but it's necessary. It really is. Because <laughs> this stuff is really black. You can mix it with different things because you need to not only fill the hole and you need to block the light. I searched around for some recipes on the Internet of what other people were using because I have a camera that was just full of, full of pinholes. Can I save it? They were pinhole. They... Um, Sometimes there's breaks in them, and you've got to patch them. Eh, we'll talk about that later. One recipe was liquid stitch. This is a fabric glue that is permanent, which means um, if you hem something with it, it doesn't wash out, but it stays flexible. And that's the nice part, liquid oh. stitch. But so it you'll dries. still be able to wash your camera after that. Yes, nice. you can. Um, the flexible part is actually what I was looking for. Yeah. But it dries clear. So there again, we've got to get it toned down. Um, there are fabric paints. So you mix it. Mix it. And I mixed it up. This particular brand is called Tulip brand. I got it in matte black. Mix it with this. This has a little shine. And an overall brushing this on the bellows 
matches the surface of these perfectly. It, this was really an in, to the eye an invisible repair. The problem I had with this was even for the smallest pinholes, I had to maybe have to do it two or three times, and I want it one time and done. Yeah. So this wasn't the, the perfect solution for this. Next solution. This comes from... And this is all, uh, you know, trial and error. Trial and error. Yeah. This works from some, for some things. Also, too, when you do do that, do, it's okay do. when you do do. Um, you need to leave those bellows open for a couple days to dry. Uh, uh, that long? Otherwise, you're going to get that. They're going to be stuck they're together. Never open again. And then oh, they'll sound God. good. And when they open up, they'll rip everything oh, to pieces. Jesus. And then you sell it to Mark Dazelle. So the second thing, our friend... Bill Bressler right, Bill. in Ann Arbor, hardworking and one of the few people I know that still make a living at journalistic photography. Pretty cool. Bill's a great guy. He has used black fingernail polish. And Why he not? said, in particular, <laughs> in particular, the Wet n' Wild brand. And this is okay, but they can get a little flaky if it has to cover much of an area at all. Or if anybody's ever tried to recondition those bellows, might make them have a little bit of oil in them. You know. Every time you say the word, I just look at John. Recondition or bellows? Bellows. Okay. So uh, <laughs> this works nicely, too, and this is a great time of year to be buying black fingernail polish. It's on yeah. every Halloween display well, that's true. all over. So this not a bad solution. Okay. What else do we have here? Ah, this is, this is great. Permatex. Oh, really? Okay. Go I'm to the yours. auto supply store and get some gasket maker and this is ultra black this comes in different colors clear black ultra black it's got a lot of pigment in it of course this dries nice and dry not tacky very flexible this has been really cool stuff what's that called permatex ultra black gasket maker by the way, it has maximum oil resistance. Oh, I got tubes of that in my garage right now. See, I just used some. Typically, you do. This is really <clears> what <throat> goes on well with this angled um, eyeliner brush. Now, this is also really nice to use with the rubber gloves because you can put some of this on your finger, Mark you know, and actually <laughs> smear it right over. Bigger holes, when I'm done putting this on, I may even dust over the top with some of my infamous. Bl- lamp black aka laser toner knocks down a little bit of the shininess mm. just another little level of blackness you're a perfectionist sometimes you especially are. on the outside i don't want to see these repairs i imagine too if you had if you had uh, bellows that were already light tight but maybe old dusty mildewy and you wanted to freshen them up you could do that too just as a i i would um yeah, I'd do the first solution. That's what I, I mean. Said, yeah, do the because that gives such a nice surface. Yeah. Unless, of course, they're red. Well, yeah, yeah. No. or actually leather <laughs> or blue. Well, and usually the red ones are. Yeah. Can you do if if you have beautiful colored bellows? Can you do the repair on the inside with this angled eyeliner on the brush? Inside, sure. Makes it really easy to get in there. Yeah. So yes, <clears throat> you can. And I'm guessing that these repairs are temporary. They're not like permanent for years pretty pretty darn permanent okay that's what i'm shooting for okay last but not least you got maybe some tears or you actually need to make a small repair you can go to bostick and sullivan and matt would just beam right now uh he's only here in spirit maybe smiling on the road he could be 
<laughs> especially if he listens to it later on. They sell a lot of products such as if you uh, use liquid emulsions, cultural emulsions on glass and things like that. They have a repair kit. Mm. It is $15. It has a uh, – it's Dacron. That's a very strong, flexible fabric, almost like um, – uh, parachute material. It's that strong and tight. Hmm. They, it has 18 inches of that in there, although it's white. Reinforcing fabric. I don't know what is in there. 225 millimeter flexible bellow patch. Bellow but that patch. comes with it. So that... Uh, that I have sounds not, pretty cool. It, it does. Yeah. I think if you're working maybe with like a 4x5 bellows or 8x10, something oh, bigger. Course, right, yeah. Yeah, that little bit of a patch. You, you I'm still picturing my Kodak number one thinking, why would you need... Yeah, you can't three cover the whole thing. That's going to be a little too much bulk, but for a patch, it's not going to be bad. Yeah. Others have tried black liquid electrical tape. That's what I use. And hmm. how's it work? Uh, it works great. That you have to let dry for a really long time, and okay. it stays a little rubbery when it's done. But I've used it to just touch up corners. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any major repairs with it. But plastic I, dip. Plastic dip. Yeah. Do you know people oh. do their thick. entire cars with this stuff, yeah. and they're what? called dip heads? What? <laughs> people love yeah. to get creative with plastic dip, but if it gets a little warm, it can oh. get a little tacky. Mm. So, in the case of dipping your car, I don't care, but. Uh, repairing your bellows, that's probably one I would not recommend as plastic dip. It seems pretty thick anyway. It, it does. So that uh, is kind of some of my solutions. I have really settled down with trying all of these. What's the greatest hit? Like, what would you narrow it down? If to? I only had to have one, it's yeah. going to be the Permatex, Permatex gasket maker. Mm. Which one is that? That is in the two. Number up, one. Yes. <laughs> Available at I all reckon, fine auto. I, you know, and there's, there's a point. I bought it at my local Mart, Kmart, Walmart, Myers that we have. Oh, yeah. And it, I couldn't get it out of the tube. It was too old. I wow. went to the auto supply store, Fresh. picked up one. You got Supplies it. Supplies for any bellows, including folks who have Polaroid automatic land cameras. That would be great. For yeah. that. You would do it on the inside or the outside? Either one. Either Sometimes one. if it's a little bit bigger. They recommend a push pin in the hole, putting that in there and pulling some of it through. Then on top, so you're kind of making like a rivet that has ends on it so that they don't drop out. But they get that big, I don't know. I'm probably going to move on to something else in the box. But... um, Unless um, it's something really good, yeah, it might be right. time to write might that be one tempting. off. And I've got some right now that they've got a lot of pinholes in them. So it'll take a little while. There again, I'm pretty sure once I put this on, I'm going to brush the toner over the top or just dust it. Uh, that'll always keep it from getting a little tacky or sticky. But that's my suggestions on resurrecting these stunning old cameras. They're easy to usually to turn the lens off and clean. If the shutters are sticky, you know, you got a little lighter fluid, naphtha, you can get those going. The bellows is a little bit bigger challenge. So it's not it's not that bad. Thank you, Leslie. You're Mark, welcome. did you have a comment? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because people will buy these old cameras and they think, oh, they're all really excited to use them. And they forget that if it's got a bellows in it and it's not a 4x5 or, or a newer camera, they're going to be 80 years old, 70, 80 years old cameras, and some over a century, because some of those 127s came out a long time ago. 100 years. And uh, so, yeah, you have to be a, little bit of patient, be a little bit patient, and if you want to fix those pinholes, do what Leslie said. 
and I do know that also there are people online that, that have that will sell you bellows that they make in, oh. in various colors. They're beautiful. That, that's there there really are pe- people that there are ways of finding those um, patterns online for making bellows yourself. And I look at those and I go, "There's no way on earth I'm going to sit there replace and, and your bellows, replace my own yes, bellows." Yes, they show you the folding pattern. No, but you send them the camera. Make your own from make scratch. Your make own. your own from scratch. Like, yeah, and you, no can, you can fold the paper a certain way. To, and I look at that and I go. You need to be an origami person that has yeah. that kind of patience. I look at it, I guess go, no way. And it usually involves even you cut all the tiny cardboard spines. Yeah. You lay them on the fabric. And I'm, I'm like, Mark, I've researched this, too. And it's like, uh, no way. This isn't happening. They look no beautiful, way. but I yeah. can't yes. imagine there's not that many cameras that um, are worth it. Yeah, that, right. that's right, because they're going to be expensive. So, much. so if you have an 8x10, of course you would want, if you want a new bellows in 8x10, yeah. it's going to cost you some bucks, but it would be worth it. Yeah, And don't forget there are numerous amazing box cameras nothing goes wrong with those things yeah. they are that are 116 and 616 size film these are the kodak brownies that literally are a black box they are literally a black box yep. and they are not other brands too yeah there are a few out there yep black box i think if you're buying these cameras on ebay uh don't be afraid to ask questions and oh ask the seller to send more pictures i've bought some old cameras on ebay and then when i and pictures are deceiving. I, when I get them in, they are so filthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so dusty and dirty that, like, I mean, Mark Dalzell can handle it. Like, I can't. I love the I, dust. I, oh. I, I love the can't. smell of mildew. You know, <laughs> so ask, ask questions, you know, especially if you're listening to us and you're saying, oh, hey, you know what? I'm going to go out and buy one of these cameras. I'm going to go. You know, maybe that it's, deter you if you said, uh, the guy said, oh, it's just dirty. It's sold as is. You'd be like, mm, I don't want it. Um, I, I look for stuff on eBay that's been cared for and used as opposed to, you know, just a camera that's paperweight. Uh, someone's just selling uh, a, a a state sale and even in their hurricane ravaged basement. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So there's also different depending on what camera it is. If it's an if it's a '40s rangefinder or box camera or something, and it says sold as is, a lot of those only have two moving parts or ten yeah. moving parts. They're easy to fix. If you're talking about buying a 70s SLR right. with metering and whatever and it's sold as is, don't hold your breath. Yeah. But now is the time to shoot 116, 616. This, you know, burst of excitement here at the FPP about it. You can go into the, the uh, filmphotographyproject.com in the store. It's a whole section for it. If, if there are actual rolled, rolled, rolls in there... Oh, grab them because I'm I'm telling you this you know it's short lived activity. There's <laughs> only so many rolls I'm gonna be able to roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So grab them. Oh wait, I never told you my my rolling tip. Oh, go ahead. Do. For the for doing the um, one sixteen, <clears throat> I was saying the other day. This this will sound crazy, but every pack of Fuji uh, Polaroid pack film that I have shot in the last five or six years, I always keep that first black sheet that I pull out of the camera. I probably have a hundred of them. And you can take two or three of those. No. Make yourself a roll of 116, tape, tape a couple of seams, and then go to your local craft store and buy some little number stamps and some silver ink, and you can just stamp your own numbers on the back. And then done. You have wow. a perfect factory-looking 116 paper. 
DIY king. That's the it right there. width is correct. It's too big. Oh, so you do need to trim it down on one side, but yeah, you'd have to trim it. But yeah, you, yeah, you'll want to clean up the edges anyway. But and and the ends are kind of beveled, so you'll cut cut the ends off too. Mm -hmm. But you'll end up with a beautiful square. And on wow, on one side it's got printing, and the other side it's just black black. So if you roll it. If you roll it in backwards, one side of it is just pure black, nice Exeter paper. And I've been throwing this away for I know, all these I can years. Think all of mine. all of them we've thrown. Oh away. my God! When I'm like out in the field and I pull one, I carefully roll it and stick it in my bag. I, like I never crumple those up. But you can start now. Now you tell me. Yeah. After my and last five packs of FP100C. Yeah, right. And they're big enough that you could probably, you know, we talked about this on the last couple of shows, but you could probably roll 118 film in it. You, you might even be able oh, to go as big I'm as 122. Sure. I haven't gone there yet, so it's still a big mystery to me. 118, 130, yeah. 124, 122. There's, there's so few awesome of those cameras sizes. out there, though. Yeah. I mean, they, they made them, but only... I have a box that does 130 and, box camera. And some were postcard. I mean, they made postcard yeah. size negatives. They're amazing. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, the 122 is yeah. basically 4 Actually, by Actually, 4 by... Yeah, I was going to say yeah. 4 by 5 came as Short a roll film for a little bit. Yeah. That's very interesting. Uh, you talk about these rolls, roll films that are so big. I mean, even the 116... I mean, think about this, folks. You can shoot a roll of black and white, let's say, and then cut your negative, and you could buy some paper, photographic paper, and do contact prints yes. at home with a light bulb. Yeah, full-size contact All prints, yeah. Just like Edward Weston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he did he use light bulb? He, he just made contacts. He never made an enlargement. Interesting. Now, you have an enlarger, Mr. Mark Dalzell? I do. And any, uh, anyone else here have yeah, an enlarger? I have an enlarger, yeah. Enlar setup. I'm talking about setup. Mm. Yeah, Unless he's like, eh. Not at my current location. Right. It's still set up in my other location. How often do you guys print? I use the universities. Oh. Mm. Only if I'm going to do a show. It, okay. It, I, just oh, don't gotcha. do, I just don't do any printing just for the heck of it, unless I want to experiment. Uh, go to your lo local university and see what classes they mm. offer. It's so much easier just to pay for the damn class. Mm. I'm considering having a, I don't want to say community dark room, but like a rentable in Findlay or one yeah, I can give not? classes at, at the Mecca. At You're going to have the space? Why not? I'm going to have the space. Yeah. I'm going to have lots of space. Could you imagine the FPP listeners converging on Findlay, Ohio <laughs> to <laughs> use your, your dark room? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's, let's be positive. <laughs> nice. Great. Come to the All door. Right. It's just closed permanently. Now, uh, <laughs> over the years that Leslie's been on the show, we have been talking about her, her store, her storefront. Uh, imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um, is Imagine That in end of 2017 here retired? I'm retiring from Imagine That at the end of 2017. What? I am. I'll be next door at the Mecca every day, which is my studio. And then because I, like FPP, have boxes of donated cameras to go through. Mm. Okay. All that kind of thing. And I also have a negative collection of Findlay and Hancock County. Uh, that goes back into the 1890s, and it's about 14,000 wow. of them. Holy shit. And I'm so looking forward to cataloging those and wow. seeing what's there. So I'll be retiring at the end of the year, too, and yes. we'll come to, I'll come down and have coffee with you. There you go. All right. We're yeah, only yeah, about yeah, an yeah. hour and ten minutes apart, so yes. what's the big deal? Just an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what's happening, and imagine that. So. It, although, it will kind of be nice if somebody, you know, floats through town. Mm. And I'm there. We can sit and chat without me thinking like, dang it. Got to get back to work? I've got to get back to work. Uh, before we take a break, uh, let's really talk about, I don't know how exciting this is in other countries, but 
you know, it's October 15th and Halloween is coming up. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am going to shoot. I do have only two left of the ghost hunting camera. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is a is that camera the one that put the image on puts there? the image on. Now, Leslie, isn't it true that you could at home print like a scary silhouetted image on a piece of positive film in your printer and then insert it into the back of you your camera? You absolutely can. It's one year at the Jones Mansion, we had a Halloween party, and I photographed everybody with a, a Polaroid instant camera, the automatic peel apart, and. I had inserted the ghost, the scary ghost little silhouette in the pack ahead of time. Mm. They didn't know it. They didn't see it. I would shoot their picture, wait two minutes and peel it. Damn it, there's a ghost hovering over. And they're looking up on the wall. They can't figure it out. (laughs) It was great. They had no idea how you did it. No idea. Wow. You did Um, Like you had a gel or how did you do it? I actually printed it out on transparency material that that went through my inkjet printer. Right. And it was simply just a great ghost I had found on the internet, kind of, you know, Mm. and printed it in one corner. I knew where it was. My camera was on a tripod. Hit him with the flash. The whole bit. I mean, this was gimmicky though and you know actually what i did is i sacrificed one of my ghost hunting cameras oh. and just had it processed so i could have the ghosts oh, yeah. and you took the ghost from the back and you scanned it yeah. yeah i could and that way even in the computer wise i didn't have to insert it into the camera i could still ghost my over so on I, mean, the, I never have but but they're there the ghost camera the ghost hunting camera it's a, a disposable as we say here in the u.s or a one-time use camera so since the ghost changes mm-hmm is the ghost a piece of film clear that's actually... No, it is pre-printed. pre-exposed. Pre-exposed on the roll of film. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's pre-flash like that. What's that? Like Get out of Revolog town. Revolog film? Yes. They were cool. selling yes. the weird stuff on it? Yeah. They have it framed up properly for their system. It never seems to cut them off. So they have so it proper framing. Who do you think manufacturers... Like- you know, I tried for the longest time to get more of those, and when they went, they went. I only know it's made in China. Uh, about the only difference that I've ever seen is um, this one has red and black plastic with, of course, the paper shell on it, and I have seen it in a different color. Maybe different manufacturer, different run. I how, don't know. How old are the cameras? Like well, when did they start turning up? It started turning up here in the FPP a few years ago. Yeah, this particular one expired in 2014. Okay, not too old. I have found them in just two sources, which was Sam's Club. Still had it in their catalog as being available online. They no longer had them. Mm. And I bought these at a store called Big Lots. I don't know if you have a yeah, big lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They Originally have called big they and odd lots. All kinds of stuff like that. They, they do. They're a little less temporary now and carry some things. And I got them for maybe two years. And I, I learned nobody wanted a film camera. So you wait till the day after Halloween mm. and they'd be half off. And I would just buy them all wow. up. Smart lady. Mm-hmm. When I, I went to use mine last year on Halloween, my daughter was all excited. Because she knew what it was, and I went to shoot it, and the batteries are dead. So did I you gotta, replace them? No, open I haven't. it and replace it. But I, I was going to see if I if I can break it open. I may. Uh, in, yeah. I may just take the film out and put it into another. I got camera. The oh, there you go. Yeah, the one I have was dead. Maybe even corroded. The batteries yeah. in there aren't great. When we processed it, film where I used to work, any disposable camera that came in, we sucked the batteries out of. Everybody took them home, put them in their remotes, mm. kids' toys. I they're just a hoot. I love those cameras. It's a shame they're not still around, but... Is any, anyone here doing any special Halloween-y things? I don't know if that's do your children, special. Do your children know what costume, what character they're going to be? Yes. 
What are they going to be? My daughter's going to be one of the descendants. Which, which is one? A TV show. Evie. Uma? Oh, Charlotte wants to be Uma. Uh, the, the George Clooney movie? Which character no, is she going to be? Exactly. That's what I said. It's a TV show on the Disney Channel. That's all the rage if you're a seven-year-old girl. And uh, my son's going to be a uh, angler fish. Oh. Don't know what that is. Cool. They have a little a, thing in front of their face. Yes, it has a lure. It lights up, actually. Oh, yeah. Nice costume. Do you know, have the quote-unquote masks from the 60s come back? <gasps> yeah. I have are, mine. Those I have are Hardy huge. Har Har. You have one of those in a box? I have Hardy Har Har. The box, of course, the plastic is Big disintegrated, box. but it, I have the uh, outfit, the little... The little nylon-y thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, those are... Oh. Fire starter. I mean, fire starter. Yeah. yeah. They were just so miserable looking. They weren't even close to being, you know... Cool. They are ultra collectible and, and now. Your face used to get like all the uh, condensation yeah. on it. Yeah. You, you couldn't eye you couldn't the mask see. Ripped. And, yeah. and all, it always that little experience. elastic thing would break out on one side. Remember that? Yeah. Terrible oh, experience. It. They were just awful. If you go to the FBP online store, one of the first slides is a vintage shot from the 60s of four children wearing, wearing those masks. Those masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kids don't know how good they got it. It's a new world. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about something. What the hell? Visit our online store at filmphotographyproject.com. That's right. Your purchases at our store support this show. What show? <laughs> you're not only supporting the podcast, but you're also supporting our ample giveaway programs and our workshops. Just go to filmphotographyproject.com and click the store button. Good golly, Miss Molly. We're an official reseller of Kodak Alaris Films. That's right. Instant Films. Super amazing. And our very own FPP hand-rolled films. Most notably is the addition of Shmina Films. Shmina from Eastern Europe. Shmina FN64, photo 100, photo 200, photo 400, as well as Eastman Kodak black and white motion picture film. That's right. Such stocks as Eastman XX, Eastman High Contrast 5363, and the awesome Kodak Fine Grain 2366, filmphotographyproject.com. Hey, thanks. Let's get back to more show. What the hell? Hey, let's read a letter. Okay. Hey, we're back. You want to talk about a Kickstarter project? Oh, yes, do Kickstarter Roundup. Okay. Kickstarter Roundup. Yep. Which one? Kickstarter Roundup coming at you right now. I got got two up here. I've got one. By the way, folks out there listening, Kickstarter, do I need to even say Kickstarter is? That's crazy, right? A place where you kickstart it. It's crazy, Mark. Well, Brian, to even say Kickstarter, in case you don't know. Right. People, <laughs> don't yeah, know, I was going right. to say, there are very few people who don't know what Kickstarter is, I would imagine. Now, Especially w- film people, because yes. there's a lot of awesome We stuff. talk about Kickstarters that are people that are manufacturing something. There are a lot of Kickstarters out there. We can only concentrate on a few. We don't do uh, reviews of Kickstarters that are like mm-hmm. photo books mm-hmm. or you know, building your own dark room. Very like that's, selective. You know, we yeah, very selective. Tangible, actual things. Yes. Yeah. So what, what's well? First of all, Lomography, which both Leslie and John Fideli, uh, did you get in on that? The square? No. Okay. Neither did I. No. I love you guys, but wasn't for me. But it's for, for you. But the fact that two of us have contributed—that's pretty cool. 
Yep. Many, many thousands of people did. Yes. I will say this. Lomography Kickstarters are kick-ass. Yes. Especially for film stuff. They seem to raise well above their... uh, Yeah. It's more like a marketing thing for them, I think. They don't need $100,000 to come out with a new camera. It's just cheap marketing. So that's what kind of sticks in my craw a little bit. Yeah, but, you but know. whatever. Mr. Dalzell, take it away. Well, the Loma Oil. I mean, I'm not the best person to talk about it because I'm not the one who bought one. But yeah, the Loma Instant Square, which we talked about uh, two two weeks or two two weeks ago. Two weeks. Um, two weeks. You sound coincidentally, like a parrot. Sorry. You sound like it. Uh, coincidentally, <laughs> just squeaked past their hundred thousand dollar goal at five hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars. <laughs> And I wouldn't be surprised in the next fifteen minutes if all the uh, the last stragglers, minute, yeah, all the all the stragglers, all the procrastinators mm. jump in. It may hit six hundred uh, in the next fifteen minutes, so they've Yikes. got that done. Yikes! So I assume you'll all be getting. And this is for which? Pr- what did they come out with? What That's are they? The, so the Lomo Instant Square, which is their new. Uh, it supports the Fuji, Fuji Square film, which is a square Polaroid type film that's a little bit smaller than a, ah, than right. a Polaroid. They make a special back for the Instax Mini. Yes, that was an add-on. That you that they can turn on. Oh, yeah. are you getting that as well? I'm not a fan of the Mini. Okay, Mini. But I think I mean I don't, I've got it in front of me, but I'm not going to scroll all the way down and read all the words. But I think it was a fifteen dollar. Yeah, like it, it was, was a really bucks. cheap. Yeah, fifteen dollar yeah. add-on, which is pretty good. Can mark. Yeah, it was. But the big thing oh. they're trying to. Sorry. Oh, the big thing are the filter gels. Yes. Yeah. The add-ons. So did did any of us here support this? Yeah, John you, you and me. That's and it. I did. You and I. I of course. You and me, a superstar. Had to go like with what we had to go with the red one, which cost more than the other. Oh, you don't like you don't like that, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Alice, Alice oh. Cooper died. On that was the lace and whiskey. Yeah. Had it on eight track. If I got one, I'd get a blue one. Which I I went with the red. The blue is different. I went with red. Did you? Did you too? Mm-hmm. You're both wrong. We're twins. Yes. I couldn't do it because I didn't want to change formats. I'm. Well, I did think about that. And you change formats every day. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? More often than you change your underwear. <laughs> I can vouch for that. It was coming. You knew it was. Of course. Oh. If you ever see me two days in a row and I have the same clothes on, that means I did my wash. I know, I know, because it's up That's at not the, the top. Walk of shame Why would for you, you wear the exact same clothes? After I'm like Brundle. You get them out? I'm like Seth Brundle. Yes. So my closet. You don't have to think about twelve well, that brown would be shirts. Great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what else? Kickstarter like? Well, the other Kickstarter is um, I have I've a lost a piece of paper from Andre Dom- Dominiques. No. You got a Kickstarter? Yeah, I got a. Kickstarter. What do you got, John? You you do a Kickstarter? What do you got? It says. Hello. The Kickstarter roundup. My name is Andre Dominiquez. I'm a 21-year-old student at the University of North Carolina and the social media manager of Ham, Ham, <laughs> Ham Camera Company. Together with Robert Ham, the founder of the company and the lead camera designer, I'm working to spread the news about our new product, a fully modular box camera that shoots 120 medium format film with a 6x6 aspect ratio. We will be launching on Kickstarter in the second or third week of October. Oh, so it very now? Well may be up there, yeah. And are seeking the support of influential members of the film photography community. <laughs> Why are they you. talking to us then? <laughs> <laughs> Such as yourselves to share our excitement uh, for our modular box camera. 
So that sounds pretty cool. Should I keep reading? There's more here. Uh, is there any... It says it takes the best parts of the century-old designs and is modern and is a modern innovation inspired by the Kodak Number no. 1, Agfa, B2 Cadet, and other cameras of that era. It is made up of five different interchangeable modules, including a cartridge to hold the film, a one one-hundredth of a second shutter mechanism, and a single-element glass meniscus lens with maximum aperture of 5.6. Ooh. That That's would good. be swapped to change both the outward appearance of the camera as well as the internal specifications. The base trim, informally called the black box edition, will be 3D printed out of the durable PLA plastic with the highest trims featuring exteriors made out of wood by Master Luthi, guitar body maker, Stephen Boone. You know him? No. Ever hear him? So there you go. Uh, it doesn't really give a name for the project on here, but... Okay. Th- that's well. Th- thank you. Well, look for the Ham Camera Company. H A M M, as in John Ham. H A M M, right? Mm-hmm. Two M's for extra Ham mm. Cam. <laughs> so, what's the other kickstarter? Keep the extra M for savings. I'm. I'm actually looking. I'm just going to look up Ham. Oh, handbag? No. Mmm, uh, a bag made of ham. Do <laughs> tell. Filled with bacon. Ham Company. Oh, here we go. Wait, wait. Ham Camera Company. Blah blah blah. Hitting Kickstarter late October. Oh, so it's not even. Oh, it's, it's late October yet. now. Wait, can we can we pause? That's the sure. most frustrating part about Kickstarter. I got to say, because a lot of things I back, it takes forever to fulfill them. That's a good. Well, you're. Oh, thinking. we ran into production problems. Oh, the one piece came back and it was a millimeter too small. So we got mockups of it, but okay. No, okay. Nothing actual. John, did you receive? I know you, you know John's can't process because he's waiting for his lab box. And yes. So, yeah. Did you receive an update on lab box? Uh, maybe a, a delay. Have you received that? They're all delays. Does that bother delay. you? Yes, of course it. Why does, does it bother oh. you? Because I'm waiting. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. I'm waiting here. I'm waiting on the jolly look. Because there's no other way I'm in the world. On the I know. The jolly look, too. Lab box, too. But I just kind of tie it all in. It's going to be delayed. Yeah. Well, I have a short memory span. I'm when on it a pair shows of up there, it shows up. A pair of headphones I got a year ago still haven't come. There was the woman on the I Shoot film group that was trying to get the villagers to get their torches out. I had oh, to, really? I had to just kind of calm that down. She to, wanted to get the, everyone behind it to, uh, what would be a good word, to destroy no, a, a, like sort of like when all the villagers would assemble, converge assemble onto Frankenstein and, Castle yeah, yeah. to file complaints and say, do <laughs> something about this. If that famous scene in Frankenstein where the villagers file complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yes, yeah. I'd like to file a complaint about the monster. And it's, I know, <sighs> but John, you have a pen. It's, 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 it's just barely late, and I would rather... But Kickstarters are not a place, you're not buying a product. So let's say it never shows up. Yeah. There's nothing to complain about because that's what you signed up for. Exactly. exactly. Like, let's say it just never happens. What do you mean? You would be just John. That's the whole point of Kickstarter. It's Even you're supporting you an something? idea. Yes. Oh, Don't John, go there for to, a store. John yeah. needs to be a mod this, on the ice shoot phone group. This is very enlightening <laughs> because I never put that into the equation that you would pay for something that is promised to you and never receive it. It wasn't. It's not. That's the whole point that's of Mark. Would you explain to John how Kickstarter works? Yeah, please do because I have no idea. Kickstarter is like investment capital. That you're, you know, they they want to build a prototype and try and come out with a product. But if the whole thing fails, or if the you know whatever, you don't you don't you get mean your money after, back after it's been funded. You're talking about that's correct. Yes, right. yeah. After it's funded, then Kickstarter they try will and tell you it. this is not a store. Well, where do they say that? Where do they say? Well, how whole, did I miss this? The whole what thing Kickstarter, Kickstarter is. This is like implied. 
Except it's for written. idiots like me. No, it's this not implied. Is written. Well, where's it written? Kickstarter. I ain't never read it. Uh, when, you, when you give your money, page. Yes. you may not get anything back. That's just yeah. the way it is. Okay. And there are, there are very famous, gigantic Kickstarters that have just vanished. Really? Yeah. I want to sit down. Like what? Uh, that was that one with the guy who had the thing that he made. Okay. Oh, that <laughs> and guy. it never happened. No, there's. I, I luckily I have never. What they I've just disappear and they, nobody hears from them. They don't say, "Oh well, we ran out of money and we weren't able to." They realize take your money this. and they take off, or oh. the concept just didn't work, the, the, or whatever. I would say the a good example is Film Ferrania because all these people invested, mm-hmm. it's funded, mm-hmm. and it's here three three plus years later, and there's no film. But yeah. Think of the people in Italy who have to deal with the Italian government, buildings that have no power, moving massive machines from no one building. They, no they had no road. They had to build a road. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. The, the, so to be that frustrated of trying to make this happen and then have, you know, someone like me, 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 <laughs> starting a group against you. Yeah. Think how deflating that is of, of your energy. Somebody to, did that for Film Ferrania? There have been quite a few posts over the oh, years. I'm only out twenty five dollars. Threads on the film Ferrania thing yeah. out there on But the spirit of what mm. Kickstarter is yeah. honestly should you know, shield them from any of this hate because people need to read Well see, most people are probably like me, unaware of the fact that this is not a one hundred percent guarantee that you're gonna receive a product. This is a 100% guarantee that they're going to try to realize well, yeah. their vision. It's like, like right now, we could sit around the table and say, you know what? FPP should come out with an SLR camera that shoots on 116 film. Let's do a 116 SLR. Hey, everybody, we need a million dollars. And everyone says, yeah, I'll chip in 10 bucks, 20 bucks. And then we find out a year from now that, no, nah, that's not going to work. And that's, just, that's what Kickstarter is. We do our best, but I, I actually, as you were talking there, you're looking to see if I, there are I pulled Kickstarter up fails. The largest Kickstarter fails. And here's, what, here's a guy who came out with a backpack. He got $720,000 in funding. Disappeared. Here's a company that came out with a watch. They got a million dollars in funding. Disappeared. Wow. Here's this electric scooter. <laughs> like, you know, that's, this is, there's tons of them. Here's a Razor. Yeah, but those are all stupid things that here's I would never razor. invest in. Well, you clearly would never invest in a Razor. <laughs> This razor got four million dollars in funding on Kickstarter you mean for shaving, or a razor for like you know the little things that kids like a, ride, like an actual razor. Oh my God, a razor kid rides, right? I, no, like a like a shaving. The only razor. thing non-film related or entertainment related I did was a toothbrush oh. that got three million dollars in funding. Did you get your brush? Not yet. Well, there you go. I think that I think that the, uh, it's the a toothbrush system. I just want to oh toothbrush system. That. Yes, gotcha. I think the the film. Community is maybe a safer bet than others because yes. we're all kind of rabid. Yeah. We'll buy anything. Like, oh, somebody came out with a whatever, a new kind of flash cube. Well, yeah, we'll buy it. We'll buy it. You know. So uh, <laughs> it's true. I'm I I believe that film Ferrania is going to come through with their I film. Well, what's and, the last update? What did they say? Well, they they switched gears and they realized that they had a black and white emulsion, so they offered their backers to hey take the black and white instead. Oh, I see. While we're still trying to make the color slide. And did, Are, you, did you do that? No, I'm waiting for the color I did. slide. Okay. Yeah, I, I got You the, took the, the black B30. and white? Yeah. Because I signed up for the filmmaking kit, so I'm getting Super 8, 16 millimeter. Oh. Yes, very excited. You took the whole kit and caboodle. I did. Yeah. Wow. Well, good luck with that. So, uh, last topic on Kickstarter. There's a, a, a gentleman who has an idea to modify, to be able to use your 35 millimeter film in a a Kodak Brownie. Take it away, Mark. Yeah, the, the Brownie Hawkeye. So this is, again, you know, in the U.S. at least, 
there's probably dozens of other countries in the world, but in the U.S., at least. this is a very easy camera to find. It's the, it's the one that looks like a little brown cube. Like, it's the one that looks like a little chunk of meatloaf or an actual <laughs> brownie. Um, and it's got, it's got gained sort of a cult following with the Lomo-type people. <laughs> a meat brownie, if you will. It's a, yeah, it's a meat brownie. You know, the, meat, the Kodak meat brownie. Um, <laughs> It's got kind of a cult following because it's got that sort of soft edge, vignetted mm. Lomo look to it. How many do you have? I, I only have a couple, but you can get them for five bucks at any good flea market, at all fine flea market establishments. Mike probably has ten of them himself. I do. Yeah. Uh, I have one right behind me. Yes. Oh. Oh, but that guy up there? I'll show you. Oh. What, are they, what, what film do they use? Uh, I'm 120, getting there. 120, oh. 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 No, 620. I'm thinking of the original brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual like meatloaf looking one. So um, I can see John shooting with that. Those are a blast. They have they they need a little bit of modification if you want to stick one twenty in it or whatever. So mm. what this guy did was he has come up with a little mask and spacer system that you can put thirty five millimeter film into one of these six twenty brownies. He's got two different kits. He's got the, sort of the basic kit, which will give you a little square format. So you'll basically get like a 23 millimeter square or whatever image out of, out of the shot. Or you've got the deluxe kit, which will give you a square sprocketed shot. Sprocket. Which is kind of cool, too. Mm-hmm. And it'll hold the 35 millimeter perfectly. It frames it perfectly. It holds the film flat on the, fla- on the How film. How much plane. is it? It's, How much you get into this? Um, to get the basic... So, what? and again, what he's doing, it's sort of a marketing thing more than a product thing. It's designed. It's 3D so printed. It's here. He's got it done. Like, the, the program is done. So, basically, what you're doing is you're just buying it. And for a, for a minimal uh, $15 or $17, oh, wow. you can get the files. So, if you've got a 3D printer oh. at home, you can just make your own for 15 bucks. Uh, oh, that's cool. If you want to mm-hmm. go 50 you get the... Uh, sorry, no, 50 Where is it? Oh, yeah. You, oh, sorry, back up. He's only doing the files. Yeah, so if, if oh, you go... he's only with, doing files. Yeah. If you do the higher, 50 or $65, you get the deluxe files as well which will let you do the sprocketed stuff Sprockets. so he's <laughs> but he's only looking for a thousand dollars and he's at 300 so far the thing that limits him is that he's he's only able to market to people who have 3d printers well when, when does that expire aren't there services that will print yeah you can do that so you can get your files and take it into if you have a local 3d printing place or and what do you think something like that might cost what am i looking at 20 bucks 30 bucks you know five dollars if you if you give them a really clean <laughs> file yeah i imagine i don't know what yeah, 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah, you probably get it made. So you'll be able to use the brownie. I got a big, I got a big like, butt coming at the end of all this. But you'll be able to use your brownie. You'll get sprockets or not sprockets. you get that Lomo look. Um, a really popular thing to do with this camera is to do the lens flip. So huh? if you undo these four screws on the front, pop the front yep. off, take the little lens out, turn it upside down, put it back in, then you get like crazy, like, petsful Really? Crazy Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. It's Ow. really cool. Ultra dreamy. Really? So that, that's, Smooth and creamy. Yeah, that's, that's a very cool <laughs> camera to mod. Yeah, when's, when's the, when is it over? That sounds fun. Uh, it, it ends... I uh, like Lomo stuff. But I like you know, slightly stuff. sacrilege, too. I have a couple of those that I mask everything off and painted them gold. They're great cameras. Oh. Oh. I painted That's the fun. camera gold. Oh, painted the camera. Uh-huh. So it's a goldie, not a brownie. No. No frack. It's just... Um, they're so popular. There's still so many of them. That yeah. It, they oh, they made Fantastic, yeah. yes. So, if yeah, if you're into the 3D printing and you want to do that. But, I'll just have to say, since 
we happen to be promoting it on the FPP. FPP sells 620 film, so you can always just put 620 film. Well, uh, the gentleman who's really? running it, I sent him an email, and I was very upfront. I saying, I like, hey, we kind of have our own project. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, FPP... FPP is funded by sales of our 620 film, so I wasn't that jazzed about it. Yeah. But I, you guys, being so enthusiastic and so awesome... We're just positive. Like, yeah. why not? Positive. Exactly. You, but that, you, yeah, that, that was sort of his premise, was that, well, you can't get 620 film anymore, so here's a way to make Hawkeye Yeah, well, what relevant. do you mean you can't get 620 well, film? Yeah, it turns out you can get 620 film, uh-uh. so you can get 620, but here's another option. But. There's always um, a bit, uh, but. Super positive. What? <laughs> With you. Well, that was my butt. But oh, oh, that's the same butt. Six twenty four. Is that a different butt? No, that's the that's my big butt. Oh, I got a big butt. One butt. I cannot lie. If you Google search six twenty oh. film FPP, just pops up. eBay yeah. auctions, our store. Right. So either way, uh, it's a neat product. Um, why not give it a shot? That's something Dane yeah. would use. You know, Dane loves masking hey. off and doing crazy stuff. Hey. Oh, yeah. How much is a roll of six twenty film? How uh, many pitches you get? You get. Uh, uh, how many pitches? If I shoot a brownie, how many pitches? If you shoot... Twelve. Twelve pitches in yeah. a brownie? But that's a, you know, John, that is such a common question. Yes. The number of pictures is dictated by your camera. Either eight, twelve... Could it be sixteen? Not, the eight, not for 620. Possibly. Eight or four ten, half, though. Yeah, if, you, if it's a four and a half by six. Yeah. Like yeah. a Mamiya 645. We'll a Mamiya. Or, or if it's a six by nine, you'll only get... When it. does this Kickstarter for this brownie... Adapter when end. Is when is it over? Right this, right this minute. So it's around what do you, what's the October twentieth, October fifteenth, or something. Oh, today's October fifteenth. Well, <laughs> I don't know. So it's got twenty. So you tell me. It's got twenty-one days. It's got twenty. Oh, days you have left. a few more days left of this. Of oh, this. So di- it must end like yeah. It must end like October seventeenth, eighteenth, something like. Get that. Get on it. It's and what would someone search? Days around the 20th. Hawkeye. Yeah, um, a couple of days. It's the so on Kickstarter. It's the Hawkeye thirty-five. One word. Hawkeye three-five adapter kit. Okay. Uh, and go for it. Why not? You know, for fifteen bucks, get the files, make one, play with it, buy some six twenty film, play with that, flip exactly. the lens, paint it gold. Paint gold. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Paint it black. We're going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we take a break and come right back. Uh, when we come back, we're going to f- read a few letters, talk about a few things. And what you may have noticed is, well, we don't really get to any topics. But that's because we're so excited to be here. Mm. You know, the first time back with the whole gang that, hey, man, we didn't get to any topics. But that's okay. Right, Mark? We got a little Fine. topic. We fixed some pinholes. We yeah. did. That's right. Just a little topic. We'll be right They're back. just pinhole-sized topics. We'll be right back. And now at participating Burger Chefs, you can buy fun meals that now come on Halloween magic meal trays. There's a magic trick in each fun meal. <laughs> there are ten different magic meal tricks you can collect. Burger Chef, you're incredible! <laughs> hey, we're back. Uh, folks listening, you can reach us, um, f- podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> We're on Facebook, Film Photography Podcast, Flickr. Uh, we'll say a word about Flickr. We've been talking about Flickr lately because we all really enjoy it. It's not a popular site. Why? Why not? It's not. It's, it's it, not. Uh, I use it for storage. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a popular site. <laughs> it's, it's popular it's, with photographers. There. There's a lot Who of just new people don't even know it exists. Well, Why? Because Instagram? Because well, they're dumb. 
Instagram, Instagram has taken over? Well, or? Yes. We don't want to socialize with people like that anyway. Now, does Instagram offer the same services that no. Flickr has? No. It's a whole different animal. Instagram, See, Instagram is more narcissistic. No, it's not. Instagram no. is a great community because you post your picture, and then people that are your friends interact, saying, oh, and they ask a question about it. Creates a little thread. Facebook. Per, per picture. You, do you put digital photos on there as well, or just film? Photos? I put digital photos of filmy stuff that I'm working on, and I put images of my my film. Uh, Mark O'Brien uses Instagram. Yeah, a lot. Uh, no one else at this table uses Instagram. You know no. why? Why? Time suck. It's not. It's considered a time. It's easy, suck. right, Mark? It's easy. And if no, I don't, you, I don't John would it's easy. enjoy I just don't want it. another one. Yeah, why? Why would John enjoy but maybe. it? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? You do it right from your phone. What? Up- upload pictures? Yeah. It's not a storage. It's just put a picture up. Oh. Like, you would get fans. Like, FPP mm-hmm. listeners would friend you. Like, uh, War, War Boy Snapper. Friend? <laughs> friend? Or they might, they might stalk you. Yes. But we're going to talk about Flickr a little later. There, Forever. Like in or another now. show? Or now. Oh, what do you get? Well, actually, why I like Flickr is because I oh, use it number one. Number one. Cross talk. Okay, Leslie. I use. I use. We were talking. We were talking before you were. I use it. I use Flickr as storage. I like Flickr a lot, but it also allows me also to document with that photograph. Whereas I'll put in mm. processing times what I used, a link to FPP if it's a rare film that I've used, how to find this film. I. I Developing I, notes? Absolutely, every time. Developing notes, tags. Mm. And, um, I wish I was that organized. God. Well, oh, I am at I'm the a, time. I'm I about do to hit 10,000 pictures on then, my Flickr account. I need to be that. Organized. John, you had a picture? Oh, I've got a couple that are 20,000, 30,000 views. Yeah. I had a bunch no, of com- 10,000 pictures, I mean, on my Oh, okay. My gotcha. Yeah. I had a bunch of comments, and my comment was, what film? I don't remember. Oh. Look on the rebate. I, I, I looked on the uh, when I was looking on the film. It didn't say anything. It didn't say Kodak. It didn't say Lomo. It didn't say so. That's why I didn't put it. And I it was shot so long ago. I don't remember. Michael. Yes. Why you do this? Oh, me? so uh, let's read a letter quickly. Okay, I'll do one. Yeah. This is from Andrew Bartram, 66. Oh! Warboy Snapper! Warboy Snapper! We were just talking about him. Yes! Hi, Mike, and whatever gang you have with you. We have a gang. We have a gang. Yeah! It's a club! What do you want, punk? Glad you are back after summer break and you got off to a great start. Always good to have J.F. John Fideli. And you together. Don't get me wrong. Those new guys like Matt are great, but you can't beat the originals. We can beat Matt every day. Yes. He's not here. With the club. So over the summer, a close to mint and freshly serviced Nikon F2 with 50 millimeter AI F2 lens came to my possession, and I have fallen back in love with 35 millimeter after moving upscale to 5x4. Oh, he must be a a Brit, because it's 4x5 over here there. It's a Yankees. He's dyslexic or British? With my Toyo... 4.5A, see, it is a 4x5, and MF, medium format, with a Pentax 6x7 and Raleigh Flex 3.5E. Can I just say something? I'm not going to say what MF is over here. No, I was just (laughs) going to say that is the worst British accent I've ever heard. I'm not doing a British accent. Oh, God. Really? (laughs) 
because the thing is, man, is like when you're driving on the road, I mean, like you get a person who's that rude, I mean, they're going to kill you. So, like, if you give them a quick, sh short, sharp shock, they don't do it again. Dig it. I mean, he got off light because I could have given him a thrash, you know, I only hit him once. <laughs> I have especially enjoyed shooting the Silver Rich Ferrania. P30 Alpha film, and whilst, whilst, now you know he's for it, I wait for it to be mass released. I remembered how much I also love Kodak Double X. Oh, I You have to be careful head. what you Google. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh huh. So I ordered a 100 foot roll from your store. Oh, nice. Nice. Bingo. Yes. Looking forward to rolling some uh, film, I guess, and getting out <laughs> there with, with, with the FT or F2. Best wishes. Either one. To <laughs> best wishes to you all, and see you in the UK again one day, Andrew Bartram. Oh, it's Andrew Bartram. Oh, it's Warboy yes. Snapper. <laughs> we War met Snapper. Andrew Bartram. Yeah, yes. of course. He's a lovely, lovely man. And he takes some awesome uh, photos with expired Polaroid film, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. And the Nikon F2 with that 50 millimeter, la 50 millimeter F2 lens is a really good combination, but even better is with the F1.4 lens. Well, mm, yeah. yummy. Uh, Mike, when are we going back to England? <laughs> Want to go back to England? Uh, well, uh, I know that Matt wants to go to England. Oh. I want to go to England. I want to go to England. I want to go to England. Oh, I think we would Mark, have. Put him on the edge. Sure. Leslie, you're I'm on the edge. Okay. You're we'll close see. to the edge? I Around have been most corner? of my life, but yeah. Okay. We'll push you over. Uh, <laughs> so, folks listening, I don't know if Darren... Darren may be too busy water painting right oh, now. Mike, Could be. Too busy water painting. We still love him, though. <laughs> Finger painting. <laughs> uh, no. But we need a spot, like someone to organize. Like, uh, oh, like, maybe Jeremy North. What about contact, uh, our own personal bodyguard? Uh, Nasir. Yeah, Nasir. Yeah, the contact the Lomography, come up with a date, then we have to coordinate the date, and then we go... And then we have a lovely time. Yeah. Actually, Jeremy North said he'd be my bodyguard. Okay. So he was yours last time, and I'm going to take him. Uh, really quick. How about your flash? Well, yes. Which flash would you like? I don't care. Hand him a flash. Any flash that flashes. Hand him a bar. I don't care. Show off. okay? That's great. All right. So before we go, I have two mm -hmm. letters. This says Film Photography Project, handwritten. Oh. And lovely. in it is... Candy. Tickets to a the Beatles? A check. Check. For $20 from Patricia... What? How sweet. Do not mail me, please. Do not cash what does after that mean? 30 what days. Does that, what does that mean? Do not mail me? Oh. She's buying you off. Send like a thank you note mailed to that address. Oh. Do not mail me. Oh, okay. Take me off your friends okay, so list gonna, and don't want her husband to know. Me. I'm not, I'm not going to say off. her name. I'm going to say thank you, Patricia, a check for $20. Uh, this is going to help offset, well, quite frankly, feeding us. Mm. I mean, we sure. do shows. We have to eat. And we don't all live here. We'll just no. call her so there's J. a little room no, and board her, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Call her P. Jones. And there. here is a letter <laughs> from Ian Butler. How would you say Ian Butler in a very kind of like... Ian Butler! Right. <laughs> Jeez. Here, have John read the... Oh, and we have... <gasps> what? $25 cash. Give this a John. The green? You've got to be kidding me. Christmas, Christmas at Grandma's That's house. That's freaking awesome. Wow, Ian. Those are crispy, too. They are. Do you think he printed them himself? Uh, where's Ian from? I think the States. 
Oh, Monroeville, Ohio. Wow. Oh, he's not British at all. (laughs) No, he's not. He's got a very... Allow me. What was his name again? Ian Butler. It's Ian Ian Butler. Butler. I'll do the Ohio accent. It's Ian Butler. (laughs) Uh, One more time, John. Uh, Who is it from? Ian Butler. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Cocker's brother. (laughs) Well, let's he is from England, and he talks like this. No, I I can't hold an accent for that one. (laughs) Uh, I, I'll talk in my Ohio accent. Oh, this would be this good. Works. I recently heard your episode where... Perfect. Uh, what's this next word? Uh, you... <laughs> oh, boy. You really Nobody. can't read. We say you in Ohio. Oh, okay. That's the end of the joke, so now I'm going to read. Uh, I recently heard your episode where you were complaining that nobody was sending you snacks. It certainly tugged at the old heartstrings. <laughs> that would bring a tear to your eyes. Okay. <laughs> See, we whine so much about it. This we poor do. man. They just want to shut us up. <laughs> we do. We're like, we had no snacks. There was a bunch of shows we had no snacks. Oh, yeah. God. I don't know. Please find two and a half ham sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I therefore took... Honey, I was going to send... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, therefore, took... Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, therefore, took money I was going to spend on debauchery and have enclosed it here as a donation to the FPP. Please use it to buy snacks, pizza, or whatever it is you are on <laughs> when you record the show. Uh, I do have a question. How does monobath processing work? Oh. I thought if Fixer got into developer, all was lost. Mm-mm. How is it the two can be mixed and live in harmony? Uh, the podcast is better than ever, and I eagerly await each episode. I especially enjoy the groans that come from Michael when a listener su- <laughs> suggests that he produce the show weekly. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so enjoy the snacks, and thanks for the podcast. Ian, Ian I Butler! Have, I have to tell you, I, I have been thinking, I've been thinking about this. I don't even want to say it, because Mark will be like, great! I thought of, you know, like we have our regular shows with the whole crew. Yeah. I thought of doing a Jersey guy, like a morning talk show. Kind of oh, about film, yeah, like a much abridged. I'd have a bell, just like a ding, ten ding, minute ding, version. Ding, ding. I have a bell, and we do it much more like adrenalized, yeah. like sort of like. Well, if you're on it, John, you're being very good today. Thank you. I am. You told me to be good, so oh, I'm last time it was. But it'll be like that. It'll be a little unhinged. <laughs> oh, you missed it, Mark O'Brien. Mark O'Brien stepped out. We have twenty five dollars in cash. Wow. That Ian was going to spend on <laughs> debauchery. We, we can go buy pizza with that. We are, yeah. and a check for twenty dollars from Patricia. Wow. And she, we only say Patricia because we don't want her husband to know that she's writing <laughs> checks to us. <laughs> yeah, when you cash that check, don't write in that memo line, services rendered. Right. Yeah. Oh, my. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, That's what Kevin does on my rent checks. <laughs> oh, yeah. He writes so, really silly He things. always writes awful things. So that's really it for this particular show. What show? We didn't talk about anything. I know. Yeah, that's great. Like Seinfeld. <laughs> trying to lead the way. We needed a leader. Someone to lead the way to safety. (laughs) But you yelled, get out of my way. Because, because, as the leader, if I die, then all hope is lost. (laughs) Who would lead? (laughs) The clowns? (laughs) I still have like eight cameras. Show about nothing. No, we talked about everything. Yeah, we talked about, we just got back into the groove of things. We talked about bellows, we talked about, you know, Kickstarter. Come on. 
All right, cool. So we're going to see you guys. Well, I'm going to have John tell you when we're going to see you next. Seaweed, chewies, chewies, chewies. He shall put up carrot. Seaweed, chewies, chewies, chewies. He shall put up carrot. And, of course, you may be saying, well, you guys talked about where the air is cool and dark. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Prime, you could watch it for no cost. If you don't have Prime, you could rent it for like $1.99. Oh, that's it? It's a, Yes. That's it cheap. is a remastered 35mm independent feature film shot in the Pacific Northwest, which ties into our whole Twin Peaks excitement this, this, yes. this year. Portland. Yeah, Portland. Where's Twin? No, shot in Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Oh, hey, Seattle. Super, super. Uh, and the soundtrack was done by the Walkabouts. Yeah. And I buy. I'm now buying vinyl by the Walkabouts. Crazy. So last episode, I played uh, Train to Mercy, which was a scene in the movie where a character. It's like a party, like yeah. And the uh, character's like, "Hey, man." Mind if I borrow your guitar? And the other guy's like, "Do you know how to play it?" It's like the other guy's like, "Sure, sure." Diddles with it. He's like, "This song." It's like, "Oh, this is sweet." And the other guy's like, "Yeah, I got it at Sears." <laughs> and then he goes yeah. into Train to Mercy, and I Google Train to Mercy, and I was like, "Oh my God!" There's like an alternate recording of this where Brian Eno plays on it. <gasps> what? Not Brian. I like him. Yes. Who wrote the song? Is this a walkabout? The walkabouts song? wrote the song. Wow. So um, it's kind of it seems to be out of print, but please do check legitimate sources like Spotify uh, or uh, Amazon where you could download to support the walkabouts. Do they have the uh, soundtrack available on Amazon? The too? soundtrack used to be on CD. Oh yeah, the soundtrack from where the air is cool and dark. I have a copy. Oh, you're kidding! I have one copy, and oh. you could find it like once in a while on eBay or, or such. So this is a 1990s band yeah. that only recently broke up, and they have all, their own Wikipedia page. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So let's play the alternate version of. Now I feel like I'm a DJ. Keep let's play on. the alternate version of "Train to Mercy" by the Walkabouts. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, here it is: the alternate version, <laughs> "Train to Mercy" from the Walkabouts. And we'll see you soon. Last time that I saw you. You were on the killing 